You know I love a high-low moment. From the heart of New York City. Morning, people. It's Morning People with Preston Conrad. Yep, into it. And it all starts right now. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Welcome to Morning People. I'm very lucky to be joined by a good friend. And okay, this is a long list. Get ready, girl. She is style expert, contributor for the Today Show, correspondent for Access Hollywood, and a boss babe mogul here in New York. Liliana Vasquez is in the house. Preston, can you be my hype man at all times? <laughs> Should I just follow you around yes. and intro you everywhere you go? Yes. When you get into Uber, I'll do the same thing. Be like, this is who she is. No, it's funny when you list that all out. It's so many hyphens, but I'm Slashes. Into it. It's slash culture. Yeah, it's slash culture. Oh, wow. Everybody's a slash this and slash that. Yeah. But I mean, yours are not even slashes. They're like real <laughs> bullets in your Instagram bio. They are in my Instagram bio, but yes. That I has do. to make you feel proud of yourself hearing that. I have to say, sometimes I don't give myself the space to really like let it hit me, like what I've accomplished over the last 10 years. But when you say it, I'm like, oh, that's a lot of work. Because when you go on air, no one really rattles them all off. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody I barely does. get my name and it's usually mispronounced. Totally. <laughs> I've been like Lilia Vasquez. I would love a compilation reel video of all of the mis <laughs> like the bloopers of your name pronunciation. It's pretty bad, but at this point I've learned to like just really respond to whatever they say. It's fine. Guys, Liliana has a huge new project with a massive American retailer that we're yes. gonna talk about after break. We're gonna get into all things how she got on TV, how you can get on TV, the struggles and um, craziness of working with celebrities, all of that jazz. But I mean now that we've rattled off that long list. Yes. I kind of feel like we need to dive into how the hell you got to New York oh from, because you're a small town girl like me. I'm uh, a small town girl. You're a small town girl. <laughs> I'm a small town girl. And I think it's always so inspiring to hear how people ended up in New York City and what brought them to right? New York. Because there's that draw, right? All Naturally. of us creatives kind of feel like we want that bright lights, big city mm -hmm. moment. You got it. I did. You how know, the I, hell did you do it? Well, I fell in love with New York when I was... A You're from Texas. Girl. I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. Um, so right next to Dallas. I never say Dallas because Dallas felt like an, uh, so far away, like right. a far away mystical land that I never went to. That's how it was for Philly with me. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm from Philly. I'm from literally uh, like a farm in the middle of nowhere, maybe an hour from Philly. And there's a real difference. So yeah. I always say I'm from Fort Worth and some people don't know where that is. So it's right next to Dallas. But very small town, first generation Mexican-American. Um, my mom's from Mexico. My dad's from Puerto Rico. Um, English is my second language. So I always think it's really funny that I work in television. Stop. And my See, job this is, is to communicate. Having people that I know in this room because <laughs> I learn more that I never knew. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So English is my second language. And I fell in love with New York on a trip that we took with my family here around Thanksgiving. Okay. I must have been in like fourth grade and I was just kind of enamored. Were by you not just like in awe? I had never seen anything like it. I had never seen that kind of diversity. Mm -hmm. I had never heard that many languages being spoken on the streets. And I just fell in love with the energy of the city. And I remember just kind of like keeping that in the back of my head and then I actually did a um, program here at Barnard. I did an English program oh before I graduated high school and I was like, I'm coming to New York. I'm so coming. you knew in high school you, I knew were, in you high wanted school. to move yeah, here? Yeah, 100% in yeah. high school. I was 16 or 17 and yeah. I knew I wanted to be here. Uh, it was, I think, too big of a step to take right out of like my small town private school same. to go straight to New York. So I ended up in D.C. Yeah. Um, had an amazing year. I did the same. I call it training wheels because yeah. I went to Boston oh, and I needed perfect. from coming from, we're from small towns, I mm -hmm. felt like it was too big 
scary of a jump to yes. move right here and it would spoil the greatness that we have now. And I also had a fear of failing yeah. in a city oh, like 100%. New York. 100%. It's too scary. It's too scary and I think I needed those baby steps and when I look back at my career, I've had a lot of these baby steps that mm-hmm. are, like you said, training wheels and yeah. if I hadn't had them, I would not be where I am. So I graduated college Where'd and you I, go to college? I went to George Washington University Ooh. in D.C. Fancy. Um, so fancy and I loved it. It was like the best place for me to be. D.C. was- I fucking love DC. Sorry, I we swear on this podcast. Oh, if we, we do? Need to, if we need to. Oh. If you feel the need, it's allowed. <laughs> it's not necessarily on brand, but if it comes out, it comes out. Well, sometimes it's just passion. It's just passion. It's not a bad word. And that's how much I love DC. Yeah, no, I love DC. DC was not the cool hip epicenter that it is now when I was in college. It's crazy. It now. was so different. It was a lot preppier. It was a lot of like vineyard vines, totally. very like Georgetowny. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun and it was like the perfect city that I needed right after college. Because you have to learn like, Coming from a small place, like in Boston, I'm sure this was the same for you. Mm-hmm. Like I had no idea what a subway was or how to take one. No. How to – Public um, transportation. What public transportation no. was, uh, who to trust, who not to trust, what's right. scary, what's not scary, which is why I'm glad we did that. I'm so happy that I did it. And it also, I think, gave me a lot of confidence to come mm-hmm. to New York. And at 17, 18, when I thought I could handle New York, I just wasn't ready. Because I weren't. think that's what you need in the city. Like, this city will eat you up and spit you out. Mm-hmm. I call it getting voted off the island. Oh, my God. So The valid. city votes you off. And it's like in <laughs> Sex in the City when they say it was really the fifth character. Like, you can mm-hmm. have those. I remember there were episodes I'd watch where Carrie, like, would be alone. And she'd be like, well, the city is my best friend. Which is true. It is. When you're having those days when you're lonely or yeah. you're feeling depressed or you're feeling a little anxious you do have the vibe and energy of the city to keep you kind of going and to knock you down and because the city feels very lonely at times Mm -hmm, and if you don't let the city be that best friend of yours Mm -hmm. you're gonna get really sad really fast because there's so much FOMO everywhere you look people Mm -hmm. are doing fabulous things at all times and you kind of can't get caught up in well now it's so bad Oh, well, because of Instagram. I mean, I, I was I talked about it. this on the last, um, maybe like two episodes ago. Like uh-huh. I've totally fallen into the trap of Instagram where I do get FOMO. I get anxiety. And even though I do that for like a living, I've kind of taken back the night and I'm like, I'm posting what I want to fucking post and I'm posting what I want to post and not be like falling into this this trap. The because algorithm. It's the algorithm trap. And I just have to put out good stuff. I know. And that's the thing. I think if you put out stuff that's meaningful to you, mm-hmm. you know your audience. Yeah. They love you. So yep. the more you, you are mm-hmm. – Mm-hmm. the better received your content will be. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, fuck the algorithm. Uh, like, seriously. It's too stressful. And that the city stressful. is the same way mm-hmm. in the way that you have to just live with it and roll with the punches, yeah. have your de- have your down days, totally. have your up days. And you felt like you got the training kind of in college to, yes. to, to learn city life. Totally. And so I came here. I moved here for a job in fashion. It's, of course, like what I wanted to what do. What was that? I was an assistant at W Magazine. Stop. Oh, my God. You're the third guest who's worked at a magazine who Wait, has really? a fabulous job. Yeah. No way. Mm-hmm. Well, because you put up with so much I mean, it's like shit. it can be abusive. It was an abusive relationship that totally. I it's like happily, masochistic. I happily put myself in it every single day. It did not last long. I got mm-hmm. fired after six months. Oh, my God. Here's the thing. Like, I am. I love hearing this. I'm a little bit of a spitfire. Mm-hmm. I don't put up with a lot of bullshit. You and have to be in this town, too. Even at 22 years old, I was like, listen, I want to be here. I know this is an opportunity, but mm-hmm. that does not give you permission to mistreat me or uh-huh. belittle me. So and you knew you, you had balls from the get go. 
I'm Latina. Yeah. I'm born with balls. Yeah. Hello. I'm, I, I'm, born, I'm born with balls and hoop earrings. I, okay? Yes. That is how you and you're come wearing out of it. And I'm wearing, yes, right I'm wearing hoops right you're now. You're totally wearing hoops. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I just don't take a lot of shit. And I'm willing to work hard if mm-hmm. I'm learning. Totally. But I didn't feel like I was growing or learning. And I think my bosses at the time could sense it. And it just wasn't a good fit. And by the way, guys, it's okay to be fired. Like, yeah. People don't talk about that enough. I was fired from W Magazine. And now you're on the Today Show. And now I'm on the Today Show. Three million times a week. So (laughs) let's break it down. It's It's totally okay okay to – and it's also important to stand up for yourself. Absolutely. I think there is um, a lot of that Devil Wears product culture that happens Mm -hmm. in fashion that a lot of people just in the U.S. think is just – in the movies that happens in real life just for the sake of it happening Absolutely. and it's bullshit. Yeah, no, and like I said, it become when it borders on abusive or mm-hmm. you don't feel like someone is treating you in a respectful way, mm-hmm. it's your job to stand up for yourself. No because one else has not your back. The, they're not going to stop the behavior. Mm-hmm. And I've learned it's learned behavior. They, someone treated them that way. 100%. And then they're treating you that way. Or so, it's insecurities on their end mm-hmm. that they're trying to reflect on you and it's Ultimately going to damage your work right. day. And your you're like, I'm not here for your shit. <laughs> so you started W and you were out. Six months. Wow. Wait, maybe it was seven months. But listen, I'm also somebody who is incredibly prepared for any situation. So I was already interviewing and I think I got fired on like a Thursday and I started my new job. Stop. Like the following week. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. And I went to the most amazing place in the entire world. I went to an ad agency. It was called the Bravo Group. It was a multicultural Hispanic marketing agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was the best. Already feels more at home. Immediately. I was yeah. with my people. There was no judgments. People weren't like judging me because I was wearing a fake Burberry scarf from Chinatown, which by the way, when you're 22, <laughs> um, we all had that. We all had that. I them. think I got one on like a high school field trip. <laughs> I bought it for like $4 from the side of the street somewhere. It like definitely gave me a rash, but I felt so cool in my Burberry scarf. Stop. And it was just the best place because I think they let me be me. Mm-hmm. And part of being me at that point was someone who was really entrepreneurial. Both yep. of my parents, my mom's an immigrant, um, ran their own businesses, started their own businesses. And I actually started a really small, um, accessories company while I was there at the Bravo group and that little tiny accessories company that's where it started that little accessories company ended up becoming a company called Apple Star Um, I left the Bravo group I took a leave of absence I talked to my boss and I was like I need to try this full time and she said you can take six weeks and I said no problem obviously unpaid and I never turned around and that was the last full time job I had I was 24 years old okay 24 years old 24 years old I'm 39 so I have basically been an entrepreneur and a freelancer since I was 24 years old. I mean, it's so that that's a question that's on my <laughs> list, but I have to ask you yeah. now because I didn't have the balls to do. I was also Mr. Brand guy. I liked the comfort of being in-house at a corp, at a corporation and I and I was like hustling that side of things knowing mm-hmm. that I wanted to do what you were doing. But I didn't have the balls to do it then yeah. and I thought it was too scary financially, but Talk quickly about freelancing because oh, it has gosh. to still – I know for me it's always still scary, right? You never it's, know when, where your check's coming from. You don't. But what was it like when you took that leap at 24? Like how were you like, okay, I have to have a roof to sleep, <laughs> to sleep under in. in New York City? Well, I have to say this. I think that I planned for that move. Yeah. I think that it's – You're a planner. I am such a planner. I love a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. I love highlighters. I want to have a date for things. I set deadlines. At the time, I didn't use an iPhone because we didn't have we didn't iPhones. Have, but we had maybe like Blackberries we had or Blackberries. I think I had – had a Sony like trio. I don't even know if that's the right brand. It was right like brand. the one that flipped out like yeah, and it um, had up a pe- and down. And it had a pen that pulled out. Oh yeah, you like were writing stylus. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I'm a planner and I planned for it and I budgeted and I restricted myself for about a year and I didn't spend anything that I didn't have to spend. So Which no frivolous spending. Which is so hard spending. for a creative. Are you for kidding? For a fashion.
fashion person in New York City. In New York City, but thank God there was no seamless back then. Oh, yeah. There was nowhere to spend. There wasn't like $8 matchas back then. Wait, how valid is that, that there is so much shit we're spending on that we really have zero need to? Z- I, it's I, all convenience. When I see people leave their jobs now mm-hmm. to be freelancers, I don't know how they do it because the temptation to spend – by the way, there was no Uber back then. Cabs didn't even take credit cards. I, I know I'm, da- I'm dating myself. No, I remember that. But you had so many – Dripping sweat, walking everywhere. Do you remember? Everywhere, no choice. No, my biggest expenditure monthly was my Metro Was card your Metro card. Because it was like $87. I and I that. literally be like, I can't believe I'm spending $100. But it opened the entire city to me. So and that's you were all you like, needed. You were like, I, I can stay in my – place i yeah. can stay here i can pay my rent pay for rent. Six, six months okay i can pay my rent for six months and when i left my job i had already started selling to different stores in the new york city area this is through what's the name apple uh, uh, apple star apple star yeah, yeah apple star so i already had accounts and i was like literally making these accessories in my kitchen in my apartment and i ended up having the most incredible meeting with a buyer from nordstrom at a trade show i did show. not know any of this I by know, the way i know i don't think a lot of people know this i actually told this story um at the fit commencement last year i was Mm-mm. the speaker and i told this story because ultimately it's a story of failure yeah. but it's really about finding who you are through mistakes yep. and that's the story i told there and i launched this company it was called apple star were I, you like incorporated llc yeah, all that kind of stuff of like you, you, but you like you, you i was paying guns quarterly blazing. taxes guns blazing i was by the way pay your taxes kids Pay, pay estimated quarterly taxes. Pay estimated quarterly taxes because <laughs> – When I first went on my own, I didn't. In. I didn't do pressed it. In. I was pressed slammed in. with like the biggest bill. I, I was like <laughs> – now I was like, now I think I understand why like the guy from Jersey Shore is in jail. Because it's very easy it's to so not scary. pay your taxes. Because they don't take it out of your paycheck. So when pay you have a normal job, they just take your money. You don't have a choice in it. But when they pay you directly, they will come you and ha- get you. Oh, they will haul your ass away. Pay your taxes and find a really good accountant. <laughs> uh, Shout out to Marty Finkel on 34th and 7th. Is that your accountant? <laughs> yeah. Do you but love like, his name? Marty Mar- Finkel. That's the kind of accountant I want. He's he unreal. I'll introduce you. He does like my Maisel. sister. Yeah. He does my sister. He does every photographer I know, every model I know. He's What's up? I this is not it. sponsored by Marty. Not Finkel, sponsored, but, <laughs> but hashtag <laughs> yeah. not sponsored. Things that you need to have in your spreadsheets like that. Get an account and pay your taxes. A hundred percent. But yeah, so I met this amazing buyer from Nordstrom and she changed the course of the rest of my life because she put in an order for like 3,000 units of Stop. these belts that I was Were making. you like, shit, I need to really sit in my kitchen? I was, the, I, need, I was like, <laughs> I need to get 30 sewing machines. Luckily, I, of course, networked, found connections and had them made. Um, I had them made in China. I brought them here and that was the start of my company. And before the end of... I think before the end of three years from the day I started, I think I was in every Nordstrom door in the entire country. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. And by the way, I was running this out of my like one bedroom split into a two bedroom in New York City. Living and breathing it. Living. living. I was living amongst it. There were boxes stacked to my ceiling of inventory because I couldn't pay for a warehouse. Which is what a lot of people, guys, don't get scared of because I know now in current age, we're seeing all these brands being born on social media. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people I've spoken with have great ideas for brands, Mm -hmm. but they're like, I can't afford a pick and pack distribution center. I you can't afford it. It's like, guess what? Do it yourself. Buckle down and do it in your kitchen. You, I was would be bleeding at the end of the night from paper cuts oh because God. I was tagging everything. I was packing everything. And by the way, this is when you know who your real friends are because I would have pick pack parties. Oh, yeah. And like I have would, wine and pizza and come to my house. I will pay for the pizza, but you need to come pack my orders from Nordstrom because they're due tomorrow. That's the magic of New York, too. Of course the it people, is. You have people on your corner, people down the street. They'll jump in a cab. They'll get on the train. Of course. They'll come help you. And so ultimately, that business lasted a while, and I ran it into the ground and it wasn't going to be profitable anymore. Yeah. I met my husband and he kind of looked at the numbers with me and was like, listen, I think you need to exit 
because you're going to be in debt if you yeah. don't. Um, and I also, stop while you're ahead. Stop. Well, stop while you're ahead, and stop while you still love it. And right. I was starting to not love it. The last thing you want to do is resent something that mm-hmm. made you so happy for so long. Yeah. Right. So no one to stop. No, but it also taught me how to wear so many different hats, which you and I both wear now. Businesswoman. Yeah. Face of the company. Marketing. Sales. Public relations. Mm-hmm. Networking. Accounting. Admin. By the way, administrative grunt work. If I have done it, then I feel like I can ask somebody else to do it and I can delegate. And you can speak to mm-hmm. what needs to be done. Absolutely. This whole time, were you always like, I want to be on TV? Like, what what, what no, world so was that like that, even a thing for you? That started in college because I actually did radio in college. And Got I wrote – Oh, the, so this room is like not new to you. No, this is this amazing. Is I'm like, missing yeah, a board. This is like your I'm, I'm like, they where's my board? board yeah, I was there. like, where's my board? <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I loved it. I loved writing. I wrote for the newspaper. And media was always really attractive to me, but it felt – so hard to achieve. It felt like I didn't want to be – here's the thing. I did not want to work as a news reporter in Market 372. In like the middle of nowhere. nowhere. It just wasn't for me. And I also knew that I would be telling stories that I wasn't passionate or interested about. We are very similar. If I – yeah. like If I wanted to be what I call – I call it a storyteller. That's what you and I do. We tell stories, right? That's what we are. Um, If I wanted to tell stories, I wanted to tell stories that I was passionate about and interested in. And I got to do that on radio because on radio Mm -hmm. in college, you could literally pick your programming. And same thing what I wrote for the paper. I got to do that. And so when I was in New York, I met a friend who had – been with me at GW, and they were producing for a channel here. It's local public access television. It's yep. called um, NYC TV. It's yep. still here. Yep. And I got an opportunity on a music show that was airing that summer. That was the first time you were on first camera. First time I was. Oh my god, it's so bad. Well, I, do you saw the tape? I tape. I have the. D, I have like a DVD. I would die to see what you're wearing. I'm like embarrassed. I hope the DVD's broken and no one can ever watch it. When you win your Emmy, we'll watch. It. I think I was wearing leggings. Oh, well, that's very forward for back then. I feel. <laughs> Now the legging is like the go-to okay, staple but item. It wasn't but like, you're wearing it like in not the current one. I was wearing like a tunic. <laughs> you're wearing like a tunic over like a legging, a, a cotton le- legging. Yes, yeah. with like a weird sandal, and you're I had like, blonde this hair. Is it. This is my this, outfit. This, and by the way, like I'm going to make it. This is the <laughs> outfit that's going to break my career. Local TV, but local by the public access. Yeah, not even local. Right. Local is like Channel Four. Right. No. Yeah. Public, NBC Four. Yeah. This is like public public access. access TV. Like crazy. when you first when the when they first did your stand up. In location where were you like, this is for me. I'm going to be on TV. Something about it felt so right. Like mm-hmm. the rush because I, I had to do my stand-ups on stage in front of everyone that was there for the stand-ups, show. Stand-ups, by the way, guys, are like, you know, opening of a segment. Yeah, like, or when welcome you, to yes, Summer Stage kick something at NYC TV. That's a stand-up. Yeah. Oh, you still remember it. Uh, of course, <laughs> I think I spent two hours memorizing oh it because I didn't want to fuck it up. And when I walked out on the stage, I was so nervous. And I had never remembered feeling nervous. And it was the first time that I realized that nerves are a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Nerves mean that you're excited, that it's like something you've never done before. And it's something that you can still handle. And they make you perform. Yeah. Because, like, nerves move you. Totally. And so I got on that stage and I did my stand-ups. And, of course, I fucked up the first three. Yeah. Um, but it felt so good. And I was okay. And the crowd was, like, into it. And they saw that I messed up. But then they cheered when I got it right. And I thought, okay, this feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love music. And, again, totally. it was something I was passionate you were, about. It was like all the stars were aligning. You yeah. were like, I'm good at doing this. It's mm-hmm. something I'm passionate yeah. about. I feel into it. Yeah, and why not? So you're like, let me take this and run with it? Is that kind of what? Um, I wouldn't say run. I would say slowly crawl yeah. because I did some really <laughs> embarrassing TV things. You would die the stuff I did. What did you did do? You, well, you know I was on a reality show on BH1 with Vivica Fox. It was like Project no. Runway but for stylists. What? And we lived in the America's t- Next Top Model no, you House. Didn't. Yeah, under – like I was like – when I would you go to the bathroom. You were in a competition when, reality show? Yeah, I made it to the final three. No, you didn't. Yes, well, I, I mean, did. obviously. I made well, it okay. to the final three. Obviously you did. I made it to the final three and I remember – and the, the elimination line was um, – and Vivica said it was like Perez Hilton was a guest judge. It was like it was insane. And and he, uh, she said, um, Preston, 
keep reaching for the stars because you're not ready to style them. You're eliminated. <gasps> and that was like, and I was bawling that on was TV. I was bawling on TV. It reran. It was like that was one of my first TV things that I did. But I mean, at, by the way, that is not. That is not. That is flying. It you was flew. flying. That's it was flying. Huge, it Preston. wasn't. It, but what I wanted to be doing was what you know. I wanted to be owning the narrative and kind of like commanding the attention from a hosting point of view and not right. just being like known for being on a reality TV show, which and no, right now is an easy way for a lot of people to get on TV. Well, because that path didn't really exist back then. Right. I could have been on Road Rules or Real World. To- like, hello, kid. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Your that coworker was, from my coworker Access. From Access yeah. But that was the only kind of reality TV that yeah. really made a difference back then. Yeah. We didn't have all of these shows. And so to get a show on public access television was huge no, for me. Huge. huge for me. So when did you, when did you, be, and I'm guessing the dictation and, and how clearly you speak yeah. maybe came from radio. I think it came from radio. Because did you um, take classes in never. television or have coaching? Ne- never. I I've never either. had a media trainer. I mean, never. listen, I have a lot of media trainers in my life that yeah. I know. And obviously, I've had amazing I – call, I call them rabbis because yeah. my old executive producer, Amy Rosenblum, mm-hmm. um, she said that you need to oh always Oh, my God. I follow have, her on Instagram. You do? Yes. She's I think I found her through By you. By the way, she's one – She's the best media trainer out there. I think I found so it So if you. people are listening and you want to know how to get on TV, Amy Rosenblum is the person to train you because she's honest, she's direct, and she will bust your balls. That's her Instagram too, yeah. by the way. Is guys. it at Amy yeah, Rosenblum TV? I think it's Amy TV. Rosenblum yeah. TV or something. Um, and so she always told me you need to have rabbis in your life. So I've had a lot of rabbis that have kind of guided me through, mm-hmm. but I've never had formal media training right. or formal TV training. That's crazy. But I think radio, and I also did QVC when I lived in Philly. You know, um, my parents worked at QVC. No, in order entry, answering the phones. Wait, so when I would I'm call fr- to order yes, something, they that would be was the, them? Yeah, in customer service. I lived near Westchester, Pennsylvania. It which was like, is where it QVC, was like by the way, that's biggest, where QVC is yeah. headquartered. I'm from Unionville, which is like the tiny town near Westchester, but it was a big employer of a lot of people in my area. That's so incredible. So they would come and film like QVC promos at my house, and that's kind of <laughs> what got me into knowing that I was oh, into TV. okay. Which, you know, and I like the salesy side of it and all yeah, that Yeah, because you could sell it. But I think that was the best training I had was being live on air for two hours in the middle of the night with no script. 4 a.m. No, no script, no prompter, just what you know and what you feel passionate about yeah. the product. And by the way, the pressure to sell. Because you can't just go on that show and fill air. You have you to have to move very, the needle. You need to and big time. Yeah. You're looking at thousands of dollars per minute. People don't realize that. Like right. airtime at QVC is measured in dollars per minute. If you're not hitting your dollars per minute goal, you're not coming back. How'd you get that? Um, so when I lived in New York, I got engaged and my husband's from Philadelphia. Oh my God. And so I was doing NYC TV and commuting from Philly to New York. And then I was looking for opportunities in yeah. Philly and QVC, of course, one of the biggest opportunities on television in Philadelphia. And I went through rounds and rounds and rounds of auditions to actually be a QVC host. Oh my God. And I you know, made- my deep in my dream, like, Secretly this- in the back of my mind, I was like, you know what, I should just do. Like when I, I like if I want to retire early, like I should just get into QVC, sell like dish towels all night long, yes. living for it, and then like buy a house in Palm Springs and just, and just like and just live there. And live like there. and after like doing way- my home, like that. Like if it all doesn't work out, that's where. Like, you not that it's in. yeah, not that it's a bad thing. I mean, people do so, the guys on QVC do. so so well and I'm obsessed with their TV skills. They are rock stars. Like when I watch them, mm-hmm. the precision that mm. they present with, the it's unreal. The way they're able to weave a narrative under that pressure mm-hmm. and not make it sound too salesy. No, they're like your best friends. They they're literally your best friends telling you to buy and I watch it and I don't even cook and I want to buy everything in the kitchen. I watch it like late at night. So do I. My I, like, husband's like, are we watching? Wait, Matt says the same yeah, thing. Yeah, he's like, why are you watching this? I'm like, well, A, I'm studying for Amazon. Isn't it soothing too? 
it's just really fun. I know. It's really fun. And I watch them because to me, I'm studying the best in the business. Because we do work together. This is where we first oh, met, yeah, by the way. People we, don't realize we work together. Yeah, so where we met, I think, was first at Amazon, was it? No. We where met, did we meet? We met at a coffee oh, shop. Oh, through, through, through my manager, through, your through man- Ken. Yes, exactly. We met at a coffee shop. I think you were still at American Eagle. Yeah. You hadn't I even was. left no, yet. No, I hadn't left yet. And I think, was that before your VH1 show? It was after. It the was VH1 after. show was like deep in the archives. No one knows about it. <laughs> now everyone fucking knows about it. But, I can't wait yeah. to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so we work at Amazon, and what we do there is very similar in style. It's like a softer version of a QVC in terms yeah. of sales, a little more editorial. Um, but we are we co-host all the time. And very this is innovative why we, what Amazon's doing. It is. You guys should watch us, by the way. It's called Amazon.com slash deals is where you see us. Yes, deals or slash live sometimes. It's a sl- under slash live. You know where we work. I know. I'm not there as much as you are. You're there all the time. You have a beautiful dressing room. <laughs> With all Wait, the most beautiful was, clothes. Okay, hold on a second. Can we talk about the dressing room? Because it get like it gets dropped a lot, and people are like, "Oh, like in your dressing room." You have a really good dressing room. I have a bathroom. You have your own. You, I you, have. So, guys, the way Amazon Live Studios work is there's the most. First of all, Amazon does everything beautifully. It's a beautiful, uh, sound stage that would rival like you know something at NBC. Massive hair and makeup room, props room, and they have this suite of dressing rooms that I mean is like creme de la creme. And Liliana has the creme de la creme dressing room. Private bathroom right by the catering because you know (laughs) I love a snack. And you have racks of clothes in there. I have a shower. Yeah, I mean, do you shower in there? Have you ever showered in there? I've never showered in there because I feel like randomly there's like hoses and like gardening equipment. Because I think that the like the art directors use it to like hose off plants that we use on set. So they're like, oh, we're just using. So I'm scared because I feel like there's going to be like weird dirt. So you can't give that room up. The minute you would move out of that room, something's wrong. By the way, they did move me out of the room for one celebrity. And well, it was a good one, at least. It was. It was Jessica Alba. Okay, that's. She fine. could take my. Yeah, she could take. Your, I remember when she, I was there the day she was there. Yeah, it was. I was like, oh, where's my dressing room? And they're like, oh, we put you in this broom closet that's down like the approved. hall. That's like approved. Yeah. So okay, so we. Oh God, we this is what I said. We could go on a million tangents. A million tangents. So, so what were we talking? Oh, we were talking about TV training. Did you know, like, you wanted to do TV? And how you kind of got to? Yeah. You know, we've kind of talked about how you got to New York, mm-hmm. and now I think my next biggest question. I think a lot of people were kind of. Going there now will want to know is how the hell did you get on like the number one morning news show? Like, how are you on the today? Like, how does that um, happen, right? So that was because people go to school for years to try this thing, absolutely. And you have put in the hard work and yes. the time and the dedication, and the networking. But how did it kind of come to be? How did it happen? So it started with a lot of local TV hits, mm-hmm. and people always DM me and they're like, "I want to be on the Today Show," and I'm like, "Oh, well, like you how, and everyone else you in, and every, in like, America. How many local hits have you done in your town?" They're like, "Oh, I've never been on TV." Right. So it's a it's a progression, right? Mm-hmm. I started doing a ton of local stuff in Philly, so I would yep. do ABC, NBC, did you work for Chanel CBS when she was in Philly. I did. Do you remember Fox. that? Chanel and I used to do fashion segments on Fox Stop. in Philadelphia. And Chanel, remember- by the way, Chanel is one of the most amazing hosts right now. She's one of the anchors for Weekend Today and, and also and the Today Show hour. and the Third Hour yeah. for today. And her and I go way back in Philly. But I probably did a hundred local TV segments. I would drive myself to Baltimore, to DC. I'd fly to Atlanta. I would go anywhere where people would have me on television because I knew that I needed to build up my TV chops, especially morning. Absolutely, and I knew, and I was very self aware that I did not have what I needed to go to national television. I think yep. that's what's missing now for a lot of people. People want overnight success because you see a lot of overnight success happen on FOMO Instagram. Factor. It's the FOMO factor. If she's on TV, I should be on TV. Of course, if why she's not? getting Instagram deals, I, I need to get, get Instagram, Instagram deals. deals. If she has a clothing line, I need a sweater line. Right. And it's like you guys have to put in the time, yeah. the work. 
the and amount it, of energy, blood, sweat, and tears. And I don't mean that it has to be a 10-year journey. No. Mine was. Yep. Yours could be two years. Mm-hmm. But just – because I see that happen all the time. I'm like, how did this person get from 1,000 followers to a million followers in four years? Mm-hmm. I have no idea how it happened. God bless them. I'm so happy for them. Right. But my journey is different, yeah. right? I have a different path. I've wanted different things along the way. It's so true. And for me, like, I wanted to be on the Today Show. I knew I wanted it, but I knew I had to work to get there, and I knew that I wasn't ready. When I finally felt ready, I – Found a random producer like on the internet. I did my research. I sent them an email. No response. I sent them another email. No response. I basically emailed them for almost a year. Saying this is what I've done. I have sent. I was sending them links of segments that I had done. I had done a lot of looks for less. I had a blog called The Cheap Chica's Guide to Style. I remember that. This was in 2008. And I felt like what I was talking about was so relevant to Mm -hmm. the show and to the audience. And in that time, I actually got to go on the Nate Berkus show. Oh my gosh, I remember. I saw him yesterday. You did? Yeah, I was having lunch with someone in the West Village and he walked by and we were just saying, Was he with Jeremiah? Yeah, he was with, no, he's with the kids. (gasps) Because they moved back from L.A. I know. I'm so excited that they're here. And Nate really gave me my first national TV break. He was at – was he up on 57? He was at the the CBS. CBS. Yeah, Yeah, on 57th Street. And they had me on one time. We did like a standard look for less. Like this look cost $3,000. This look cost $100. Here's how Liliana did it. And I feel like because he gave me that first national TV break, that is what I think allowed me to feel really comfortable in pitching myself to other – to GMA or to today. And finally, I have a friend who's a publicist. She was a publicist here in New York. And she said, listen, I'm pitching a producer there, and I would love for you to do it. Can I pitch you as the, as the expert? And I said, I've been emailing them for a year with no response. She's like, let me try. Um, again, a rabbi who, yep. like, helps yep. you. one of your rabbis. And she was, like, steering my career. And she's like, I think I can sell this to her. Let me just do it. Send me the Nate, Bur- the Nate Berkus clip. And she did. And I was on the show, I think, on a Tuesday with Kathy Lee and Hoda. Oh, my god. And they invited me back that Friday. You're like, oh, my God, I might be in. Yeah. And I was in, and that was the beginning of my life now. It was literally, I went on a Tuesday, and by Friday, they're like, can you come back? And I was like, yes. And then they said, can you come back again? And I said, yes. And then they said, can you come back again? And I said, yes. You're and like, then, am I on to something? This is like, the, this is what the sparks, guys. That you can yes. tell when the sparks start to tingle up that you you're can. on to the right thing. But let's be very 100% full honesty here. Yeah. As tingly as it was, yeah. this was all unpaid. So let me repeat that for all of you listening. Yeah. This was unpaid, meaning I was not being paid to go on the Today Show because it is a press opportunity. Of course. So it's an amazing expo- it's amazing exposure for your blog, for your brand, whatever it is, but they do not pay you as an expert to go on to the Today Show. You were paying yourself in experience by this process, yes. but speaking of payment, we're going to go to a quick break. Okay. I want to come back to talk more about the Today Show, about Access, which yes. is relaunching tonight. Amazing. Access Hollywood, we have Access Daily, all the accesses. <laughs> we'll talk about that with a new host joining the team. Yes. And then I want to talk about, speaking of paid, your new big project that you're doing <gasps> with a big American retailer. You guys, it's so good. It's really, it's very innovative. It's completely changing the way you shop retail. Don't think I don't stalk your Instagram when you're there. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll talk about that when we come right back. Okay, guys, I am going to let you in on a little secret on how I launched my podcast. It is all about Anchor. Anchor is a free podcasting platform packed with creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for free so it can be heard on all your favorite platforms from Spotify to Apple Podcasts to many, many more. Guys, you can also make money right from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. 
And we are back. Okay, we have Liliana Vasquez joining us. Liliana, we left before break talking about how your big hit on the Today Show, your very first time, was unpaid. And I think a lot of people at home are going to question how is that possible (laughs) and how, A, is that rewarding and how that works. By the way, it wasn't my first time that was unpaid. It was the first um, four years of being an expert on – by the way, being an expert on any show, whether it's the Today Show or GMA or any of the big – Queen Latifah, Nate Mm -hmm. Burkus, all of those. Queen Latifah had a show, remember? Bethany Frankel had a show unpaid. Wendy Williams Mm -hmm. is unpaid. And you said it right. There are things that you take for money and you're like, I'm getting paid for this in cash and Mm -hmm. that's great. That's how I pay my rent. That's how I pay my bills. And there are things that you do for experience and exposure. And exposure was really important. And you can't really put a price tag on that. When I look at how much an integration costs for a brand to go on the Today Show, you're talking of like tens of thousands of dollars, like 70, 80, 90, $100,000, $200,000. So you have to think about that. That's how much that time is worth. Those Mm -hmm. three minutes of airtime are reaching millions and millions of people. And you have to think, you have to, you guys have to think uh, long term, especially exactly. now in this era of all of us building personal brands, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to lay the foundation, the building blocks for what you need for your brand to thrive in the future. Exactly. And I think a lot of people right now, FOMO culture, need to be paid now, want to be paid this, want to be earning this. Yeah. How much does it pay, especially the younger generation? Oh, absolutely. It's, I mean, I, I call it sweat equity, mm-hmm. right? That's what it is. It's your blood, your sweat, and your tweer- tears. And it's equity that you're putting into your company. And yeah. you might not be able to see the value of that in the moment. But you guys, if I had not done those years and years of unpaid Today Show segments, I would never have the projects that I have now. I would never be on access. Mm -hmm. So all of that was building towards this. And remember, I'm a girl who did not study journalism. I'm a girl who never worked below a top five market. And I did all of that because I worked for free. That was the opportunity that I was building towards, and it was worth it for me. And I have to say, like, props to my husband Mm -hmm. because the reason I was able to do this is because I have an incredibly supportive partner who has a real job that can help support us and carry us through the times when I was being unpaid. And to pretend like I could have done that alone, it would have been a lot slower, and I would have had to pass on a lot of unpaid opportunities. The reason I was able to do it is because I had his support and because I knew that I was building and I was also saving at the same time. Well, I think that's – you just touched on something really important, right? Right? I think a lot of people always pull that, well, yeah, nice for so-and-so because they can do whatever mm-hmm. um, and not have to worry about whatever. You worry about everything that you have, uh, every dollar that comes every in. I mean, dollar. you run a household, right, with your yeah. husband, right? Of course. But I think it's about being strategic right. and leaning on someone when you need to. Mm-hmm. Passing on things when you have to. Yep. Like, for example, this week, like, everyone's writing me on Instagram. They're like, oh, my God, fashion week that you're not going. I'm like, I'm styling an ad campaign for Target this week. Because you're working. <laughs> and I'm working, Because right? you're getting a paycheck. And right. while it's wonderful to go to fashion week yeah. and experience it all, yeah. if you're getting paid, guess yeah. where I'm going? Uh, where my money guess is. Guess what? I always say money talks. Guess who listens? Me. <laughs> me. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. you have to you have to weigh out levels of importance. If you're offered something that's unpaid that's going to give you the mileage mm-hmm. and the longevity in the future, you take it. Absolutely. So you did that. You put in your time. And you also take a lot of opportunities that maybe you don't necessarily want to take, but that don't compromise your morals or your values or your integrity. But it's a job. And listen, everybody has jobs. Jobs are jobs. That wasn't my career. That was a gig and it was a job and I did it and I moved on and I probably learned something from it. And I might have learned that I didn't want to do it again. But you got to pay your bills. Like you cannot pay rent in eyes on Instagram. You just can't. You can't. I mean, a lot of people can snowball their Instagram into profitable business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, both of us do that. Yeah. Um, 
So speaking of snowballing, did the Today Show snowball into Access Hollywood, which is yeah. re- relaunching tonight, by the way, everybody? Yes, exactly. So by the way, you guys, Access is completely relaunching. So we're going back to Access Hollywood because mm-hmm. that is what our DNA is. It is I've all about internet. I've always kind of called it that. I've always kind of called it Access Hollywood. And people are like, you know, it's Access now. Yeah, we've changed our name a couple of times. But you know what? I'm really ready for this because yeah. that's what we do. Not only is it relaunching as Access Hollywood, but it is Access Hollywood and we are live. We're now going the full hour from 7 to 7.30. And then at 7.30, there's a new access. It's called All Access. Oh, my god! It's going to be so much fun. It's so different. And we're welcoming a new member to the team. Mario Lopez. I love you guys. Hello. AC Slater is joining the family over at NBC. I am working with AC. If you had told my, like, high school self that I was going to be on a show with AC Slater when I was 13, I would have been like, what are you? What are you talking about? Are you about? not are dying you when you think about that in like in its entirety? I am dying. And funny enough, I was looking at old photos of me at the Today Show, and Mario and I have done segments together on oh Kathy God. Lee and Hoda. So it's funny how your life just comes full circle. But yeah, it launches tonight, and, and that, I'm so that excited. That happened because of because of today, and because the NBC families kind of rely on each other in that yeah, way. And it did. It happened because of that. Because listen, I have hours and hours and hours of tape. There is no question yeah. when it comes to who I am on television, what I bring, mm-hmm. and the expertise that I have. Yep. And when you see all that over and over and over again, people are like, that's something I want Mm -hmm. at our show. And so I've been given so many amazing opportunities to host. Um, Obviously, access was really important to me. I wanted to start to lean more towards entertainment news because I'm a pop culture entertainment junkie. And I was very fortunate that at the Today Show, my executive producer at the time really let me out of what I call my fashion box. It's hard to get out of. It's so hard. So many people were like, but you're a fashion person. And I'm like, I'm a person with varied (laughs) interests. Some of them are even politics. Yeah. Um, some of them are fitness. By the way, Liliana, guys, if you're not following her on Instagram, it's just Liliana Vasquez, right? Yeah, L-I-L-L-I-A-N-A-V-A-Z-Q-U-E-Z. Speaking of your Instagram, I'm very proud of what you do politically and what you Aww. when you chime in when you need to and stand yeah. up for what's right. So yeah, I think that's you. you being a person. I think mm-hmm. it's important to well-round yourself. So yeah. I just wanted to chime in there and oh, say that. Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah. Thank you. No, I am a person. And people were like, but you're a fashion person. And yeah. you can't possibly talk intelligently about anything else because you're currently Because you talk clothes. about nails and dresses. Oh, my God. And it's so cute. Yeah. No. Wrong. It's hard for me, too, as a gay guy, too, who's in the fashion box. It, you, the, the layers of stereotypes are out of control. You. It's like, you know, but you're just the fun gay best friend who needs to talk about dresses all day. It's like, uh, we could talk about uh, Kate Mara or, you know, Rudy yeah. Mara. We could talk about real things. By the way, you can also talk about the business of fashion because you worked at one of the biggest retailers in the totally. world on the corporate side. Like, yeah. It's a business. I feel I call it like Liliana Whack-a-Mole. Yeah. Where I'm like fighting all of these misconceptions about myself. And I'm like, I'm a tenured expert. Like I wrote a book. Like mm-hmm. I'm published by Penguin. I'm a contributor to the Today Show to the Today Show. I'm a correspondent on Access. Like, why am I still in having to like be in this box? But People are comfortable when they put you in your box. But now is a better time than ever mm-hmm. to Push the content to the channel. Like this podcast is a prime yes. example, right? Yeah, I have plenty to talk about with my, within my network about business, how to yeah. get where you need to get to, how to hustle, how to make money. Mm-hmm. That So if you're finding yourself in a box, guys, create the content that takes you out of the box. Well, that's the most important thing is people are always like, well, how do I get to the Today Show? I'm like, the way you get to the Today Show is you create compelling content mm-hmm. that nobody else is doing mm-hmm. and you make yourself mm-hmm. – like bookable right so you create youtube videos instagram tv you do a podcast people will find the content if it's worth finding 100 and you have so many opportunities now like you used to be so restricted the idea of making a video eight years ago in my apartment was like how would i do that where would i get a camera where would the who would see it now 
it's the world is your oyster. You can create your own show. This is a network on your phone. Yeah. You have your own network. You yeah. have multiple networks. Oh, I tell people that I am the reality star of at Liliana Vasquez on Instagram. Two hundred. I'm a reality star <laughs> of my own show, yeah. and I have segments called. I do. Wait, mirror, I love mirror mirror. Mirror, mirror, mirror. I love that you're branding it, guys. Liliana does on her Instagram, um, which a lot of people do, and it's important. There's actually like some seriousness in this. There is, is by to, the way, when you're putting out content. Of course, it's fun to push it, just to push it, just to push it, push out content. But if you can and you have opportunities to brand moments of your content, do it. So when you show your outfits in the morning in your mirror, you call it? Mirror, mirror. There you go. I call it mirror, mirror. And it's really important. And it's also consistency is Mm -hmm. so key to content. It's like must-see TV. Do you remember when networks used to program for like TGIF? Yeah. That means that every Friday night, you knew what you were getting from 7 to 9 Mm p.m. You knew your shows. You knew your breaks. That's what you have to do on Instagram. You have to think of it as your own little mini network. What are people tuning in for? And make sure that you love what they're tuning in. Like, I love doing my mirror mirror. Even if it's a bad outfit and I'm, like, a little unsure of it, I'm like, it doesn't matter because I'm wearing it so people want to see it. So give them consistency because I do think that consistency on Instagram and social is critical to success. What do you think about – I'm very similar. Like, I've Mm -hmm. said in the past on the show that I have silos of content. So it's whether it's lifestyle, home decor, fashion, or grooming and beauty. Those are my buckets, yep. right? If they're not in those buckets, I rarely post about it because yeah. those buckets, A, perform, and yeah. B, excite me. Yeah. But what are your thoughts on, like, veering out of, of the, the buckets? Yeah. Well, because I, it's like you're speaking – I know I do this all the time. I'm speaking out of two sides of my mouth. I'm like, only do what you're passionate about, but break out of but you your also box. Have to, well, you have to experiment. It's a balance, right? Yeah. It's like a delicate dance, and I always like to break things up. I'm like, okay, so this week I'm going to try something new. Like, today I'm doing these things called Sunday Style because yeah. I love the Sunday Styles in the New York Times. Yep. So I'm curating my own Sunday Style. So what I'm doing on Sundays now is I'm looking back at the week of outfits. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking back at influencers that I follow, models that I follow, photographers that post their work, Mm -hmm. and I'm curating my top three looks of the week and why I like them. Guys, that could be a show, though. Do you see what I'm saying? What Liliana's doing is if you're looking to do something like this, Mm -hmm. create content and brand that content. So when uh, Digital Network A, B, or C is looking for new content, they're like, I follow this girl. I follow this guy. He does does something on Sundays. Exactly. Yeah, and that's what it is. You want to always brand. Branding is critical to like break through all the noise yeah. when it comes to Instagram. It's so smart what you're doing. Thank you. It's I mean, I basically am running my own like tiny network. And that's what you should see it as. Like between Instagram TV, Instagram stories, and the posts, all of those work together and we are our own little mini networks. That's what people like. I have my Instagram stories channels and you know who you watch. Like I always watch you. It's like what well, I think you and I, Wait. like I, you're in the front of my thing always. And it probably well, knows you're because on, we're because spying. I, look, there you are right there. There you by are. By the way, look. Here okay. you are. So here's there my, you are. This, I mean, listen. you're the first person after wait, RuPaul. We tell, wait, <laughs> wait, this is really fun. So, should we tell people who yeah. our most watched stories are? Because that's the five bubbles at the top. Well, this is interesting because I think it has changed it up a little bit here. You so you're so? well. So RuPaul is number one because okay. RuPaul is live because RuPaul is doing DragCon over at the Javits Center. So that's why it's coming. So up that now. one's live. Okay. Then you're number the real number one Hi, because guys. you're right in front of me. <laughs> then I have um, a fitness instructor Connor is next, and then I have a Broadway producer Tony Marion who's next and then I have my old producer from TLC Rachel is oh next. my god! Which I think they're knowing that we're talking about media. I think the Instagram is knowing that Do we're you think talking. He's listening to us, a hundred percent. Who's yours? Okay, so you're number one. Yeah. Shout out, Preston Conrad. Oh, okay. Then one of my makeup besties in the world. He's from El Paso. Joseph Carrillo. Is, did you do a live with him? We did an Instagram TV makeup. Yeah, that's what. Um, it was called the Upside Down Smoky Eye. Yeah. So I love Joseph. Um, and then we were what? Who's one of my favorite Bloggers. Instagram mm-hmm. influencers? By the way, not only is she an amazing blogger, she is like a boss. She is killing well, these it. In- 
there are so many great content creators, guys, mm-hmm. that you – and if you find someone that you like, give them back the attention that they yes. put out, especially because a lot of these people, like you're saying, are a boss. I follow these guys who are doing so much yeah. cool stuff, and it's important to reward them too. Yeah. So when they're doing good things, send them a little notes. Send give them a little shout-out. No, I love her. And then Lauren Bush, who I love. Oh, my God. Um, but Lauren Bush from The Bachelor. Oh. Bushnell. N- oh, wait. So I – can I tell you? I watched one season of The Bachelor only. Which one was the one um, – the crazy blonde girl? Um wait. I mean, there's so many. No, the she was crazy. One? No, um, I gotta find it. No, she was like crazy. Um, okay, that doesn't. It was like limit. <laughs> that's a lot you're like that's all of the Bachelor things. But crazy in the best way. She like, got famous for it. I gotta find her. She was crazy. Yeah, she was crazy. Okay. I gotta find her. I, but... I can't wait. So yeah, Lauren Bushnell is like the most adorable, cute girl in the world. She has great style. Um, and she's dating. No, she's engaged to. Oh my god. But he's like a country singer, and I've interviewed him on the red carpet. But anyway, they're engaged, and oh, they're the cutest you, couple ever. You just segued into um, something I want to ask you. So you've interviewed – because I think you were just – did you just do the Hustlers movie? Oh, or were you no. Or were you into a screening? I went to a screening last night. But yesterday, um, for Access, we, of course, are premiering tonight. Yeah. So make sure you watch it because you also get to watch my sit-down exclusive with Zendaya. Was she in that velvet maroon um, okay, suit no. with, the, so, with the polka dot yes, blouse? Yes. So that velvet suit is part of the Tommy by Zendaya collection. That was what she wore wore for the Daily Front Row Awards yes. at the Rainbow Room. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, she was in this beautiful faux leather trench coat. Yep. Um, I oh, I saw this skirt. on your stories. And, and, um, she's yeah. amazing. Do you Is watch, she epic? Wait, do you watch Euphoria? I'm too scared. I can't because it's like wait. kids doing naughty things and it freaks me out. But I can't do it. Watch. Everyone's saying I need to get into Preston, it and get over my like weird Watch fear. the show. I will say that it Is was- she going to win an award? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. This, she's an incredible actress. She brings so much depth and passion, and I don't know where she gets it. How is she's she so wise beyond her years? I don't know. She's just super talented, and I think some people are born with that, and yeah. you can't train it into them, and you can't teach mm-hmm. it to them. She is one of those people. She's a Virgo. She's incredibly meticulous and studious and precise and a professional- and is she kind to you? So sweet. See, that's also the m- so most sweet. important thing. And by the way, so what's funny is you expect people to be like the TV version of themselves. Yeah. And people expect us to be the TV version of ourselves. 100%. But sometimes I'm pretty low energy. And I can well, be introverted. I actually – wait. So my the- – I tell people that I'm actually an introvert disguised in extrovert clothing yeah. because a lot I of times I just want to go down and I want to like be in my nook and watch a little show because we cocoon. always we're kind of on all the time all the time and all especially time. you when you're meeting other celebrities so I think you get to kind of see that side of things yeah and that's why I also understand how they are like you know she I, she's not low energy she's just very calm energy mm-hmm. and it's really nice to have so around nice. especially in the craziness of New York Fashion Week um, but she yeah she's really poised yeah. she's just so sweet and I always say this you can do an interview and it can be great and people can like give you a little bit mm-hmm. she gave and gave and gave she knows what i needed to make that story she's pop. gonna give you bites she's she gave, gonna give you the sound exactly. bites you need yeah. speaking of crazy interviews ever have one that was just like so off the, off the rails that you were like oh my god okay. not even bad but one that was just like that was so crazy like you're on the side of a something doing a something like anything um, nuts um i will tell you this i'm not gonna tell you who did you it yeah. one day i'll tell you who it was yeah. like when we get off the air 
Um, so I was supposed to interview a celebrity who was on my bucket list of interviews. Um, it's somebody that I've followed. Does that scare you? Having like, yes, like it, meeting well, someone on the list. People always say like, never meet your idols. That's like I can't meet Britney, especially right now because she's in like a dark way. What's, but like, what's going on? Well, she dyed her hair dark brown, which is scary times for Britney. I know. I, we we need an intervention. <laughs> yeah, we need to watch. But she's that. on my list of someone I can't meet. You can't. And there's certain people that I have met who I'm like, oh my god, this was incredible. Um, but this person in particular, um, I just felt like we were gonna be sisters. Like we had a special relationship yeah. in my head and obviously that's me being stupid and right. thinking that. But um, so I went to interview her and I got there at about 11 for a 1230 start because mm-hmm. you have to get there yep. early and 1230 came and went and then two o'clock came and went. Come on. I'm not done. And then 3.30 came and went, and I was on a flight back to New York. And production is all there with you. Everybody's there. Can't We're all ready to uh, – by the way, everyone's waiting to interview this person. I just happened to be first on deck. And they're like, it's going to be another hour. And so at this like point – Like 4 o'clock or something? Yeah. And at this point, I've now changed my flight twice oh, yeah. for this person because I'm supposed to fly back to New York. And another hour came and went. Mm-hmm. I waited for almost – Five and a half hours for Which this person ends up being a minute long segment, by the way, or I think whatever it, was it like may be. Two twenty, yeah. 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 Um, and oh? ended up having to take a red eye home. I missed four flights for this person. Oh my god! And waited that long. And was the interview good? It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Um, it left a really bad taste in my mouth. I will say she has started to make it up to me in the <laughs> sense that we've had other interviews since then. That have been better. That have been better, but I will never forget how disrespectful she was oh of god. not just my time. Of the crew's time, of her team's time, of mm-hmm. every reporter Hair, that makeup, was there. Everybody. Her publicist. And that's just like, to me, that just shows where you are in that world mm-hmm. and that you're, you think that your time is more valuable than everybody else. Well, that's a reoccurring thing on this podcast. I think almost every guest that I've had on, mm-hmm. the underlying note has been kind of like, be kind, just be right, kind. and be at least be good to people yeah. because we're in this era too where when you're a bitch or you're an yeah. asshole, it doesn't get very far. Like everyone knows. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. So I think it's important to treat everybody with kindness, how you'd want to be treated. I know it's like your old mother's rule, but right now it's it's more important than ever. It's absolutely more important than ever, and it will catch up to you. Totally. And people are living right now, I feel like we're kind of living in a little bit of like cancel culture, which makes me a little – It's definitely scary. It makes me scared, but it makes people accountable. Oh, yeah. And accountability is a really – Cross your T's, dot your I's, do what's right. Just do what's right. Just Mm -hmm. be a good human being. That's it. Speaking of being a good yeah. human being, you're doing some major stuff for the American people with this new project you're doing. It's crazy. Can I tell you about it? Yeah, wait. I was so so. Tell me about the, it's the outfit bar. Yes. Okay. So I have partnered with Coles. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out Coles. Love you guys. Wait. Um, you look like you have so much fun. By the way, when I you're there. it's. Do you feel like it's – are you like well, what the like fuck is she doing? Well, you're like rolling around on rolling racks and like wearing five-inch heels and like your team's with you dancing on things. <laughs> we have so much fun. What I, are you doing? Okay. So basically it's called the Outfit Bar and it is a curated section of the store. So when you walk in, instead of shopping by item, which is traditionally how mm-hmm. all retailers and you know stores are set up, you're shopping by outfit. So we have created so outfits for every occasion in a woman's life, whether that's like girls' night out, whether that's you know meeting your boyfriend's parents for the first time. We have all of these moments in life that happen to us. And we're Smart. looking for the perfect outfit. It's how I shop on Instagram, and Cole saw that that is how women want to shop. Mm-hmm. So I go in about every other month and curate anywhere from 75 to 100 looks. You're there styling them out. I style about 100 looks head gonna, to toe. So yeah. we're talking like shoes, accessories, bags, clothes, and we photograph each of those looks. And if you go to Kohl's.com slash the outfit bar, you can actually see each one of those looks, and you can shop the entire look just with one click. It is so smart because we're in this era of – 
what you said on Instagram, right? You're like, mm-hmm. I love her outfit. I want, I want her, her outfit. outfit. It's not like, oh, that's a cute flat. No, I want her look. Because How do I get her look? Pinterest gave kind of birth to this too. It's mm-hmm. like we want so much of this curated kind of yeah. vision that we can execute if we just have – if we're led to the water, right? Exactly. And this was really designed for millennials and millennial moms that yeah. don't have a lot of time. So they true. walk into the store. They feel overwhelmed because, you know, we take it for granted that – style and putting something together is innate to us, right? Like you can throw up a rack and it could have like the worst clothes on it and you will find a way to make it look cute. You will do like all your little styling tips and tricks Mm. and push up the sleeves and pop the collar and add a belt. That doesn't come naturally to everyone. So I always say like this is like having a free personal stylist shop in Kohl's with you because I've laid the foundation to amazing fashion for you and everything is affordable because it's at Kohl's. Well, it's it's funny. What you mentioned is one of the questions I get most Mm -hmm. often on DM on Instagram is will you just show us how you put that outfit together? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like it's jeans and a button down. I don't know. I just did this. But to me – there's not tons of thought because it comes innately to me, but mm-hmm. that's to your point. That's exactly what I think people need right now yeah. is that they want to look their best, especially like, you know, on my side of things, I see that men are trying their hardest. Thank I think, God. I think because of what you guys are doing on the ladies' side and like that everyone's looking so Everyone great. Everyone is le- – thank you, Ciara. We are all leveling up. Level up. I love that song. I know. I, do. I love that it's song. It's so good. Because <laughs> you know what's funny too? It's like I was just watching a segment on department stores and mm-hmm. kind of – you know, it's a weird time for department stores. Like, Very strange. Like what Kohl's is doing is leading the way yeah. with innovation in that factor. It's an ex- it becomes an experience instead of just going into shop. You can yeah. shop anywhere. You can shop from your couch in yeah. your pajamas. So why am I going into mm-hmm. a store? I'm going into a store because I want to see all of the beautiful photography that Liliana shot with this campaign. Yeah. I want to see the, the video content. The video. Cute. Oh, my God. The videos are so much fun. And by the way, I have to say, so you said that, you know, it's really funny because we're like doing all these crazy things on set. We de- We create these amazing videos that show you how to make stuff and how to Which make is outfits. so important. But at the same time, we have so much fun while we're there. Yeah. And the entire creative team at Kohl's has been so open-minded and like my team and I are insane. We're crazy. And by the way, fashion should be fun. It should not be this like serious hoity-toity right. thing. Like we have so much fun. We put on like crazy coats and style because it's really cold. Yeah. We make videos to Celine Dion behind Stop. the scenes. We do like aerial jumps. Like we pretend we're on the ballet stage. Like they have really welcomed me and all of the crazy that I bring with me. And that, to me, makes them the most perfect partner for me. Well, also, because it's that time where it's like yeah, Devil Wears Prada culture of fashion no. being bitchy and scary is not really what it's all about. It is fun. Yeah, it is fun. And you know what's really fun? People from the Midwest. Uh, uh, where are they based? In Milwaukee. Okay, because it goes so one of my clients, Target, is based in Minneapolis. And how nice and they are they? The, they gave me a thank you card on my first day of work. I was like, you know you're paying me to be here, right? Like, you don't have to give me a thing. They're Manners. the nicest people the ni- in the entire the, world. Like, so Southern, like Texas, the Midwest, like I just realize how fast and furious New York is and sometimes we forget our manners. But then you go to Milwaukee and you're like, these, this is what makes me so happy to work in fashion when I get to work with these people. So that's live now. It's available now. We just launched denim um, for September and then there's new looks coming for October, November, and of course, holiday is insane. I was wearing this amazing sparkly jumpsuit. It's on my Instagram. You'll see it. I saw that's the one I saw you when you were on like the um, the, the trolley. I was on a trolley pretending to shoot my own video. I was like, I call this shots here yeah and my stylist tanya who i work with and who styles the campaign with me was pushing behind me oh my god we're ridiculous speaking of style we'll wrap it out by talking some style prediction trends so we're getting (gasps) to like we're in the middle of new york fashion week yes which is its own kind of crazy beast and in fashion week now we are seeing a lot of spring summer 20 yes um 
Meanwhile, we're just getting into fall winter in real just life, starting. in real actual life. Yeah. Things you're excited about, fall trends, okay, brands, so fall whatever trends, it is. I am excited for Animal on Animal. Oh my God, love. I, like, leopard last, is a neutral. Yeah, Leopard is a neutral. Last year, I think like I incorporated a lot of in like separate prints, like yep. I incorpor- like solid leopards, like uh-huh. a leopard shirt. This year, I'm going to mix all of my exotics because I think it just feels it's fresh and cool. There. It is a oh my god. That is a, <laughs> by the way, that's a segment. Yeah. So I'm gonna. Ex- I'm really excited about all the snakes and the python. Um, I'm really excited about tights. Yep. Um, girls love a t- like women I love, a, love tight. a tight moment. I I think I would too if I'm I was calling, wearing. Them, I'm but. gonna call them rainbow legs for yeah. fall. You're gonna see not just like black opaque tights. Yeah. You're gonna see color and you're gonna see them with sandals. So prepare yourself. Love that. We love that. I always try when I'm on. My mom's I'm, like, "Are you crazy? You're gonna wear a red tight with a green shoe? What's wrong like, with you?" Yeah. Yes, I so am. So color with tights. Yeah. So colored tights okay. and sandals. I'm excited about. I'm very excited about the jeans I'm wearing right now. Yeah, those I are was cute. on the fence about them. So are they like a wide leg? It's a high waisted baggy wide leg. Yeah. So it's the same fit from the waist all the way down to the ankle. And I'm petite, and a lot of times, most of my followers, not most, a lot of my followers are petite. Yeah. And they're like, I look to see how it looks on you to yeah. see can I try it or not. I was on the fence about these jeans. It took me about four weeks. Who makes them? These are by Pistola they're Denim. So cute. They're super soft. They're really comfortable. They're basically like a denim sweatpant. It's and it's also like a that that eighties straight fit. Did you see Brendan it's Maxwell's show last night? He oh showed God. that jean basically. This, exactly this yeah. jean, and that's the fit that I always love a new fit because it yeah. makes. I wear jeans and a top all the time. Yeah. That is like my go to. You yeah. see me on Amazon. I'm yeah. like cute sweater and jeans. Yeah, cute top and ruffled jeans. top jeans. Yeah, because it works. But it works. But I get so st- like jeans get so stale. Like I don't want to wear a skinny jean anymore. No. It feels dated to yeah. me. And you can still wear them. But, it's so true. But I just I don't want to. I want something new and fresh when it comes to denim, and this is the fit that I think I'm living in, and I like it in a lighter wash for fall. That's and you can also peg the bottom if you want to wear it with a heel or something. Oh my like god, that. you can! And by the way, one thing I love right now is: Are you seeing how girls are wrapping the ankle straps of their sandals over, over the, the top of the pants? It's so cute. It's so cute, it's so cute I, with like a cool cargo or something. They're wrapping the straps around the bottom. I think I'm going to do that tonight. I'm doing. I like that. For yeah, you. I'm going to do. I'm going to Lily Aldridge's event. Ooh. Um. So I think I'm going to do that for that. What, you are have we into such that? a fun – I love that for you. Right? I, I love that good, for you. that's a good, like, interesting shoe moment. Guys, if you want more of this crazy behind-the-scenes fashion access, you can – I'm, I'm going to say your Instagram again. Yes. It's Liliana you, – you get to spell it. Okay, so it's so Liliana Vasquez, it's, but it's spelled – It's spelled L-I-L-L-I-A-N-A-V-A-Z-Q-U-E-Z. Liliana, this was like we could I go on know. for four more hours. We could do an entire episode just on trends, well, like a this or that. Consider yourself part of the family, the morning people oh family. Oh my god! By the way, your family—I feel like these are my people. Like these are my in people. our crazy world. You keep the crazy out, and you mm. keep the good in. That's what you do. <laughs> I know. Can you That's say like one wait, thing? Can I've I learned. say morning? How do you say morning people? Morning people. Morning, people. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you so much for joining Thank you me. For I know me. you have 900 things to get to and 4 million outfits to put together. So I'm going to let you get going. Oh, well, this is so fun. Thank you for having me. I love being a of guest. Of course. Guys, always, as always, send in your questions. Morning people with Preston at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, whatever you want to say. Just send it over. Um, have the most amazing week. And in the meantime, stay stylish. I'm not going to